0: Let's see what life is like for Rory when he gets home from Afghanistan. Rory, you walk up to your home. Andrew's car is in the driveway. You've got your rucksack with you. You hear the bark of Chase behind the front door. It's a beautiful day outside today. The light winds, the smell of the flowers on the air, but everything just seems a little bit off. There's a weight on your shoulders. You feel like Atlas as you take that little step up toward the front door.
1: Before I actually open the door, I'm just gonna kind of take in the apartment and just kind of where my life is right now, just take a pause and then I'll open the door. Your fur musket
0: runs up and gives you love. Puts both paws on your hips and giving you kisses. Andrew pokes his head around. Oh, you're home. Yeah, just got in. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. He puts down the dish drying towel and comes over trying to be domesticated, right? Something like that. Oh, so glad you're back.
1: Yeah, me too. It was uh, was weird being back in Afghanistan. Um, happy to be home. Comes over, puts his hands in yours, and gives you a kiss, and then gives you a big hug. I don't want you going back there. I don't want me going back there either. And I'm tired of us not living together half the time. It sucks. I don't think I could get them to transfer me out here just yet. No, I know. Uh, Maybe it's just wishful thinking, I don't know. Yeah, it's always good to think about these things. I'm okay with it. I wouldn't
0: mind having waking up to you every morning. Yeah, that'd be nice. He grabs your bag and gives it a heave and tosses it onto the couch. We can deal with that later. You need a
1: need a shower, need a relax, need a drink. Um, yeah, I'll go shower. You make me a drink. Sounds good. Come back and I'll fill you in.
0: The water feels different on your skin. Briefly. You hear the world tear apart. And then you come to with the heat on your back once again. And you've been in the shower for a little bit of time. The shower itself is steamed up and you feel clean. As clean as you can. You head outside after your shower, dressed in your matching robes. Well, your robe. He's not wearing his at the moment. As soon as you walk out, he hands you a glass, gives you a
1: kiss, and heads toward the the living room for you guys to sit on the couch. And I will tell him what transpired back in Afghanistan, including the hallucinations, visions, whatever you want to call it, and what happened at the end. I'll mention what happened to Rooster, and just emphasize how glad I am to be back. He listens, offers
0: points of exclamation here and there, asks some doctory kind of questions every once in a while. Um, he asks about the surgery for Rooster, how well or how good the quality of the operating theater was there, and you know, if he's gonna be okay, because you know, Rooster's a good guy. Sad that that happened, but you know, that's how that works. Chase has got his head in your lap, keeps looking up at you. Doesn't say a word, just looking at you. Yeah, of course the dog doesn't say a word. Dog doesn't bark. He's quiet. So you said you should I start looking for a place to buy in in Rome?
1: Um, yeah, I think I need I need to talk to my supervisors here, but I think it'd be hard to get you moved out here. I think it'd almost be easier to move me out there.
0: Yeah. He puts his hand on your head. You're sweating your ass off.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm still, whatever's going on with the those visions. It's, I don't know.
0: Okay. Um. Well, I'm right here, and he he squeezes your knee. Whatever you need, whatever you need, we we'll, we will do. We will get. These visions are are worrying.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's it's a mess. Um. Wait here I'm gonna go grab something and then go back I'm gonna go back into the bedroom and get the resurrection notes and the little booklet from Shaver Lake and bring it back and I'll show it to Andrew I don't I can't remember if I showed these two or not this is from our first mission as Arcel. cell I grabbed them I had looked through them Ooh. I want to burn these and I don't I don't want to have to use these
0: are you huh are you sure you want to get rid of this this stuff?
1: Yeah, um, the that guy's wife, Roman, his wife, she was not. I don't want that to happen to anyone. For a while, I thought, oh, maybe I could figure out what he did wrong, but I don't think I want to go down that path. Okay. I mean, we we could put him in the little burn pit out back. Yeah, let's go. Let's do that. We can oh, just have a nice night outside by the fire pit. Sounds good. He opens up the door, Chase bolts out, gets the zoomies, gives a bark or
0: two, comes back with a ball. I'll throw the ball. You sit in the twilight with the fire pit and the notes crackling in, in front of you. Well, that's that. That's that's the end of those. You know I would use those to try to bring you back, right? I do. i do anything to bring you back.
1: I, I appreciate that, but I wouldn't want you to see me like that. Yeah. You take your meds that night,
0: and you're able to spend a good night at home with your husband. hmm You've been apart for some time. You check in with work the next few days, go through a physical, and the commanding officer of the hospital calls you into his office and presents you with an envelope and a folder what's this looking it over you see that it is discharge papers honorable discharge and some of the underlying items underneath are listed as being medical based captain Wen thompson you've been exemplary i hate to see you leave um but you know everyone's time comes when they have to uh you know, have service to themselves and to their family. We thank you for your service to the United States and to our Air Force and to the United States military.
1: Uh, thank you. Do you have any plans? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I do. My husband's back in New York, we'll probably just move out there full-time. Captain Wen, Wen, or is it Thompson Wen? Wen Thompson.
0: He's Wen Thompson? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure, you know He was a good doctor as well, so I hope you have a good time there You know, you're always welcome here And, you know, you're welcome to hit the links and come by And hit up the officer's club You're always welcome, this isn't necessarily A, a uh, uh, get the fuck out This is a, uh, get the fuck out And have a good time
1: Alright Oh, well, you never know what the future holds
0: Never know He reaches out his hand for you to shake I'll shake it Leaving the hospital that day with the paperwork, realizing that your discharge is tomorrow, there's no pomp and circumstance. There's no, you know, celebratory party. There's no getting out. You can just leave.
1: I think driving back home that night, I can finally breathe a little bit easier, knowing that this part of my life is coming to a close. And that things are changing.
0: At home that night, Andrew is on his laptop pointing out different houses. We can use the GI Bill and we can get some good rates through the insurance company for good mortgages. What do you think about this? This has got a good sized backyard for Chase.
1: I'll cuddle up next to him with his looking through Zillow and like, oh, yeah, that one's good. That one's cute. This one's hideous. Oh, yeah, it is. You get less
0: done trying to find a new place to live, instead looking at some of the worst and craziest places you could find as you head off down those rabbit holes. You go to bed that night with a smile on your face. A bit of a weird feeling in your chest because what is next? Where do you go from here? Maybe this is it exciting? And also scary at the same time. Okay, Rory, let's find out how you are going to utilize this interlude? I think the best bet for us is the back to nature option. That's going to allow us to increase your sanity, but we're going to throw in a little twist with it because you did make some—you uh, did make a pretty big move in in destroying the the notes.
1: Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. I think. That's the – increasing sanity is the overall vibe from that scene. Okay.
0: So this is – this means that you don't have – that you're in an environment where you're not necessarily, uh, you know, active – actively involved in Delta Green things. I'm not going to have it remove a bond, but let's – we're going to roll sanity. So go ahead and give me a sanity test. Okay uh 75 would be a fail that would be a fail okay so you're gonna get one sanity back automatically okay and then for destroying the unnatural we're gonna get you some more points as well so um with that i want you to go ahead and roll 1d6
1: I can do that.
0: A six. A six. Excellent. So we're going to go ahead and add six more to it. So that was a total of seven for this uh, this scene.
1: So that brought me from 49 up to 56. Not
0: bad. Let's check on Rowan, see how things are going with her. Agent Hodgson, you're sitting in your office looking over some course offerings at Sacramento State. Sam in the other room is typing away furiously. Did you find that class that you wanted?
2: I'm still looking. It's, (sighs) they're they're being kind of opaque and and I'm not helping by not really knowing what I want.
0: I'm gonna send you a link to get it covered. So this way you don't necessarily have to expense it. They actually, there's a department for that for us. Dang, I should have looked into this much sooner. Yeah, if you looked into it sooner, you could have actually gotten an FBI training class for EMT.
2: Well, you know, we had a doctor and now we... Anyway, I'll open the link when he sends it over.
0: And you see that it's a it's the typical government bureaucracy filling things out in triplicate.
2: Sigh and start sorting through all of the bureaucracy side of things and being like, all right, that's not too bad get the the forms printed out so I can start filling them out.
0: You do find that there is an EMT class that's being offered in person. Doesn't take too long to complete, um, but would give you some more, more education. And there's even a follow up as well to offer additional certifications. In your line of work, having those, you know, you have to get some of those continuing education credits as well as making sure your accreditation certifications are kept up. The class is gonna be nine weeks long. It's once a, once a week for nine weeks. Not too shabby. You don't have a whole lot else going on right now.
2: No, aside from the interviews that I'm doing, things are pretty quiet on the work front.
0: In no time, you get signed up. Getting signed up is much easier than when you were younger signing up for college classes.
2: Yeah, get all that sorted out, note when the first day is, and let Sam know, you know what days I won't be in the office. I figure he doesn't care, but I like to keep him updated anyway. Exactly. I don't care as long as you tell
0: me if you're going to bring other people down here.
2: Yeah. And in general, I try just
0: not to do that. Don't let anybody else know. I do kind of care about you. So like if you say I'm alive, that's good, but I don't need to know about your character. About? Oh. Yeah. Your 10th level Paladin. I don't need to know that shit. Do I really care? No, but you know what? I'll probably create a podcast for it. Tell me all about your 10th level paladin.
2: It's not my fault that you went and picked up my character sheet off the printer. I did not tell you. You chose to opt into that. Well, luckily,
0: I don't really care about you misusing government resources for your little
2: game. On the list of misusing government resources, that's that's real low. (laughs) I will not shush, sir throw a wadded up ball of paper at him before going back to my desk and finishing things up. Man, it
0: landed in my peanut sauce.
2: You're welcome.
0: Yeah. You head to the first day of class in a couple weeks and it's filled with all types of people. A lot of people that are very high, high energy. A lot of folks that are ambitious. A lot of folks that want to be EMTs. You're able to, to obtain new information, new techniques, because you've gone through a similar class before. You learn a lot you know, from being a first responder, and they even start to go into some more advanced things as well. There are two instructors. They are both uh, paramedics. Even though one is a paramedic, they're also an RN as well, and run with the paramedic unit teaching the class here. You're able to make a few friends in the class as the ages range from 18 to about 50. Uh, Some even some older folks as well and everyone seems pretty ambitious and and wanting to learn. Nobody's really slacking in class It's an overall positive experience and as you get ready to complete your course You're invited to take the next level by one of the instructors if you'd want to come out again uh, And see what we can do about taking the next level of class. They'd love to have you
2: that means a lot to me because medical stuff isn't necessarily my forte. So recognizing that they're recognizing the hard work that I'm putting into this, that that means a lot to me, and I will tell them as much and follow up with. I don't have plans to continue on just yet, but I will definitely keep that in mind for for the future.
0: You did really well. We're we're proud of you, and and uh, thank you. We look forward to seeing you. Uh, you know, seeing you again. Uh- and they hand over their business cards. So this way you have got contacts within the local EMS community.
2: Add that to the Rolodex. All
0: right, Tiana. So this one's kind of straightforward. We are learning a skill. So you're going to improve a stat or skill. So I want you to go ahead and make a test on skill. For uh, first aid. For first aid, yes. Uh, 93. 93. All right. Now, that would be a fail, so go ahead and give me a 1d10. Nine. Excellent. I'm so glad that you got nine in your first aid test. You did very well, so you gathered quite a bit of information there. What does that bring your first aid up to?
2: It is now up to 39.
0: Seems like something's weighing on River's mind. Let's find out what's going on there. Mike, you finished the last day of this leadership training. It was actually a fun time, and even though things have been kind of a bit weird and awkward for you since Afghanistan, well, since you started this whole r thing, it was a good time and you were able to spend some fun time while working with your fellow employees. Doug learned that a grouper and a halibut should not be attempted to be caught at the same time, especially when you were throwing one of them you are able to smack him square across the face. And for a moment, they thought they needed to call 911 as he got knocked out, because a halibut is not a small fish. You're heading to your car for the, the commute home, still giggling with that imagery in your head. And your phone gets a text message from Rowan. It says, available for a call, question um, mark.
3: I will go ahead and call back.
2: Hey Mike, wanted to check in on you. Oh hi! That uh, that does not inspire confidence. How uh, how you doing?
3: Have you ever actually seen a halibut? They're freaking weird.
2: I went on a fishing trip with my brother once, and I saw someone else with a halibut. Really weird creatures, enormous. How? When did you see one?
3: Oh, I was throwing them at my coworkers. It's it's a leadership th- seminar thing fish market. It's... I don't understand.
2: How do I sign up for that? That sounds amazing.
3: Come work for EPA, I guess.
2: Eh, I'm not a scientist. I wouldn't do very well over there.
3: So, so, uh, you wanted to talk?
2: Yeah, doing the rounds, checking in on people after everything that's been going on. Wanted to see if you wanted to meet up for coffee. Um,
3: yeah, sure. Let's uh, meet up, uh, can I meet you halfway?
2: Sure. That's that, that, That's very kind, certainly don't have to do that.
3: Oh, if you want to drive all the way out here, that's, that's okay by me.
2: <laughs> I mean, I have family in the Bay Area, it's not that bad.
3: Um, well, sure, uh, come by after work tomorrow.
2: That sounds good. And I'll set a place that we can meet, I'm not going to be too particular about that detail. All right, I will uh, see you tomorrow. Go and nurse those those fish injuries. Oh, I'm
3: fine. I didn't get hit by any fish. Well, good job.
2: Not,
0: not much. Mike, you make it home, and Jen and Katie are happy to see you. Jen is talking about plans for the weekend and Sunday and what's going into next week, and Katie's excited about you know all the things that are coming up, and she's looking at which colleges that she might want to
3: visit. Oh, you're not old enough for college yet, aren't you?
0: Not yet, Dad, but I have to start thinking now. I mean, I've got a list of 64 schools. We don't want me to apply to all of them. I mean, you can, we can, but I think they each
3: have like an application fee. Yeah, and you're the one going to be writing out all those applications and and the essays and whatever they, else they want these days. Oh, yeah. So, Mike, it
0: ends up being a pretty typical night for you. You wake up the next morning and you had a good sleep for the most part, sleeping in your own bed. You see that you did make your alarm and things for you today on your calendar was
3: meet up with Rowan. I will get in my regular day's work and then uh, head out to meet her afterwards.
0: It's a nice day here in Northern California. You see Rowan is sitting at an outside table, enjoying a, a beverage.
3: Hey, um, well, it's, it's, it's odd to be getting together and not ordering coffee.
2: Well, if you want to order a coffee, this is a good spot.
3: Are you kidding? I only drink coffee in the afternoons on missions.
2: That's fair. Can I interest you in a nice chamomile tea or something?
3: That sounds lovely.
2: I'll get up. Here. Watch my drink. I'll be right back. And I'll go inside, get him a chamomile tea, and come back out. I invited him to to come and meet with me, so drinks are on me. So,
3: what's up? Uh, Some kind of fallout from the the
2: thing? Not officially. Um, There's been, well, it's been a lot in the aftermath of everything that happened. But nothing too bad on the official side of things, you know. The official cover story is out there. Ellis is uh, getting taken care of.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm almost done with my EPA report. I'm going to want to have you uh, double check that to make sure we got all the uh, official version straight.
2: Yeah. I mean, the basic version is that Ellis was kidnapped by an unaligned group, was dealt with. No further action required. I'll let you handle the the scientific side of things. I didn't want to touch that. I'm not any good at that stuff.
3: Yeah, I wasn't really planning on even mentioning Alice.
2: Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, any of the scientific stuff that you want to touch on, I can look it over and make sure it doesn't look too... to kind of wiggle her fingers.
3: Weird. Oh, I don't have a problem with that. I just wanted to make sure that uh, I, I didn't contradict anything you were saying.
2: That's fair. Rome will pick up her drink and sip it, looking at him. So how you doing? I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing fine. Honestly. Can I confide in you? Of course.
3: The, the only thing that really bothers me about what happened is I feel like it should bother me. And it doesn't. Does, it, does that make any sense at all?
2: Yeah, it does.
3: Uh, I, I mean i'm not going to say it doesn't affect me at all it's i mean yeah i have the occasional nightmare um, i'm sure you're not surprised by that but i mean it's it's not impairing my functioning in on a day-to-day basis like what rooster has to go through and what looks like we're starting to see with rory ah uh, but The things we saw in in Afghanistan, I mean, I I was in combat. People near me were killed. And, you know, uh, one way or the other, it could have been me or one one of the other team members. And I'm surprisingly okay with that. Hell, I used my teammate's hand to cast a fucking magical spell. That's just not normal. That should, that should like be making me go crazy or something. I don't know. Is it, am I a monster? How can I be okay with this? And it, it feels like it's getting in, getting between me and everyone around me. I mean, my, my coworkers, we barely talk anymore besides, you know, actual work stuff. I, I say hi to them. I, say you know sorry I hit you with a fish but I don't know they just honestly they seem like a, a bunch of kids like like babies almost just completely innocent and naive there's there's no way they could understand anything that I've experienced lately and work itself I mean it's it's just not as meaningful as it was when I started out. Now we've got this bigger mission. And and then there's my family. I mean, they're they're still by far the most important thing in my life. I mean that's that's the whole reason I'm doing this still. But I don't know, it feels like I can't really confide in them. Like if if I told them what I had done They'd be horrified. And I, I don't know, it just feels like I have to keep them at, at a distance. Cause if I don't, I'm gonna lose them completely. That they'll just they'll just run away in shock. And not not want to be around me. Oh, it's I don't want to lose them. I that's Kind of the one thing that that you know i draw the line at when it comes to this business is i don't want to i don't want to hurt my family more than it's hurt them already so anyway seems like you're the only person i can confide in now well maybe maybe rory um how's he doing
2: hmm He's dealing with stuff. I'm going to be touching base with him more pretty soon, I think. But I appreciate you talking to me about this, because I would rather know if there is a potential problem that's going to be affecting my people. I want to know that as early as possible, because what I don't know can hurt us. And I'd like to minimize that as much as possible, since the ABCs keep us in the dark and feed us on bullshit.
3: Yeah, I you know, I totally agree about that part. But, you know, I I don't feel like I'm just one of your people at this point. I I mean, you're you're a real friend. Um maybe one of the best friends I I have. I mean, my best friends always been Javier. He, I don't know if he's even real anymore. I mean, maybe I just imagined him in the first place. That's Oh sorry, I'm I'm rambling, aren't I?
2: No. No, don't be sorry. Please, ramble. It's okay. There's I've been noticing it too. That the more that we find out about all of this, about you know, how thin the veil is, really, between what we've always considered to be real and whatever's out there, you know gods and aliens and deep ones, and thinking it fairly normal to just haul a nuclear backpack across the country and around the world. The more that things like that happen, the more that it separates us from everyone else. I've been feeling that too, it's because I don't want them to know. I don't want them to know how thin the knife edge is. And how easy it would be to just fall off
3: yeah that's I guess that's the big thing is um, I'm glad I have you to to talk to about things like this uh, I'm gonna hold on to my family just as hard as I
2: can but absolutely
3: I I'm, I'm not gonna tell them details of what happened in Afghanistan or Wallahanga. I just I just can't. and I know that's I know that's gonna hurt our relationship but it's it's the lesser of two evils. It's it's the best I can do.
2: Yeah. And for what it's worth, I don't think it makes you a monster. The brain does what it has to in order to try and cope with what happens and sometimes that's shutting down and not thinking about it. It might hit you at some point. The the horror of everything that we saw in that cave. Your brain just might be trying to keep it away from you for right now. Out of sheer self-preservation. I mean, I get that. There were things from Timber Cove that I flat out forgot until we dealt with it again. Because I couldn't. I, I couldn't deal with it at the time. I think the fact that you're asking if it makes you a monster... Well... Monsters don't tend to worry about whether or not they're monsters.
3: Oh, I hope you're right. You know what? We're going to be doing a family thing this this coming Sunday. You want to come hang out with Katie? She's looking at colleges already. Maybe you could give her some tips.
2: Oh, God, she's getting that old already? Ugh, time flies. Yeah, you know what? I'd love to.
3: I'll see you then.
0: River, your phone rings. It's an unknown number.
3: I let it go to voicemail.
0: A few moments later, as bills are getting settled, a voicemail alert appears. Okay, I'll bring it up and listen to it. It's a familiar voice. Excuse me, Mr. Mr. Harris, this is Professor Peasley. I am... I have something I need to show you at your earliest convenience. It is about this mess with a fellow named Javier Castillo. It is important that you get in touch with me as soon as you can, but at your leisure. I do not want to put you out, but please call me back within the week. You have a deadline, sir. Um, I hope this is how this works. You hear the phone, a button being pushed and another button, drats guess I should just hang up. Well, isn't that interesting? All right, Seth. So, we are going to build a bond between Mike and Rowan. So, we're going to use the fulfill responsibilities uh to do so. Now, I want you to go ahead and give me a sand roll.
3: My yeah. sand is so much better than it was before the last mission. Oh, 23 out of 53. Oh,
0: if you are one off, if you had gotten a 22, then we would have been able to bump up your sanity even by one more. Go ahead and give me a uh, roll 1d6 for me. Ooh, six. Six. Okay, so you can go ahead and add six points to your bond with Rowan. Now, it cannot exceed your charisma.
3: Well, fortunately, we already increased my charisma by one, so it can increase to seven. Excellent.
0: What's the next step for Rory? Sam, you get a text message from Rory asking to give you a call.
2: I'll look at it. Oh. I won't even type back. I'll just hit the call button on the message and call him because it's lunchtime. I'm bored.
1: Hey, what are you doing this weekend?
2: Uh, didn't really have plans. What's up? Let's go get drinks. Okay. Sure. Uh, anywhere in particular?
1: You want to go to East Bay? I know it's a bit of a drive for you.
2: Eh, it's not that bad. And if I'm coming out over the weekend, I can crash at my parents. Yeah. Sure.
1: Uh, you know Whitehorse in Berkeley?
2: Oh, God, I spent so much time there in university.
1: I haven't spent a lot of time there, but I've, um, once or twice, and it's, yeah, let's do there.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, what's, what's, uh, what's the occasion?
1: Um... I mean, I can tell you more there, but also just good to catch up.
2: Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, Saturday or Sunday?
1: Uh, Saturday. Gives you more time when I get back to work on Monday.
2: Yeah, fair point. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. All right. And I'm left kind of frowning at my phone a little bit after we hang out. Just,
0: hmm. The weekend comes by and the White Horse is currently packed. There's a lot of folks in here. The noise of the bar creates a bit of a din. There's uh, drinks being slung, lies being told, smiles being passed, and maybe a few honest answers here and there. It's your typical gay dive bar. Maybe historic, but still. Sam, you see Paul sitting toward the back. He's got a table with an extra
2: chair there and already has his drink.
1: I've also got a dark and stormy already for
2: Rowan. Good man, I'll see that and deviate, because I was originally heading toward the bar, but I'll see the second drink in front of him and change course to come over and sit down uh, across from him. How early did you get here to grab a table?
1: Um, I don't know. It just happened to show up. I got here maybe 20 minutes ago.
2: Dang, not bad, buddy. Pick up my drink. You know what I like, and I'll hold it up for a toast. Cheers. Take a sip. Oh, good stuff. So, how's, uh, how's Andrew? How's how's the pupper?
1: Uh, they're good. It's been nice being back.
2: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Uh, so, I have a bit of a job update for you. Oh? Got honorably discharged. I think they said something about medical stuff. Um, you know, with the sleeping and all that. Um, I'm moving to New York with Andrew.
2: Sam kind of sits back in her chair a little bit holding the dark and storming, kind of nodding to herself. Yeah, that's going to be really good for you.
1: Yeah, and I, I love you guys so much, but I think, I think I need to take a step back from that world, at least for a little bit.
2: I'm really glad you're the one that said it, to be honest, because it's fucking hard, man. I love having you on the team. I can count on you. You're solid, you're fantastic. I couldn't ask for a better team member, a better friend, but with what you told me about the sleep deprivation and the hallucinations, I was going to talk to you about whether or not this was a good idea for you to continue.
1: Yeah, I think, I don't know how it ha- aligned so perfectly, but yeah, I feel really good about it.
2: Who knows? I can tell you that I didn't do anything, if that helps, but... yeah. That doesn't mean that things weren't done. Mm Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe Providence just worked out in your favor.
1: Yeah. Of course, I do not hesitate at all to call with questions. It's going to be hard finding my particular skill set.
2: Oh, God. We don't have a medic. Fuck, we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you will. We're nothing if not resourceful. God, I'm gonna fucking miss you.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna miss the Bay Area if it's been... I haven't even lived here that long, and... I don't know.
2: It does, uh... It gets its claws in you. So, uh, when, when do you go?
1: Um, not sure yet. We're looking at places, but... Probably in the next few weeks.
2: Wow, fast turnaround. around.
1: Yeah, uh... I mean, it helps that we're renting out here, and... You can kind of turn on a dime with the military.
2: Yeah, I guess you're used to moving all over Hell's Half Acre, aren't you? Yeah. Hasn't
1: been too bad. Um, nice thing about being a doctor and being an officer, but...
2: Sure. Well, and Sam will hold her drink up again. Good luck to you, Paul. It's going to be weird just calling you by your actual first name.
1: Yeah, it's you'll always be Rowan, but...
2: And that's all right.
1: I'll let uh, River and Rooster know. Jeremy and Mike, I should probably try to get in the habit of real names.
2: Be careful, okay?
1: Yeah, I think with uh, Andrew and everyone, I think it'll be good to be closer to that.
2: Just don't let the program try to suck you in, yeah? Never. You say that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Just be careful. Of course. Just because... I don't I don't know how easy it is to actually leave Uh, remember how castle kept getting dragged back in
1: yeah I know I'm I've I've always had that in the back of my mind which is why I'm kind of just assuming that I'm still on your speed dial
2: if it becomes an issue with with the ABCs I'll deal with it
1: I'm sure yeah I'm sure you will
2: you're still one of mine I'll watch out for you I appreciate it of course drain her drink well I need a refill how about you I think this one's on me. She'll go grab another round for for the two of them. Kind of moving in time with the music to get through the crowd without bumping people.
0: Small talk seems weird after that. The two of you enjoy another drink, a few things, and then the quietness kind of formed a separation or a break. And you both head to head outside to obtain your... uh, Responsible rideshare programs that are driving home. Rowan, after you send a message to the ABCs updating the change of roster, you get a message back from someone just marked B. Rory transferred from active status to friendly.
2: And I will let out a little sigh of relief, let in out of breath that I didn't quite know I was holding, because I remember Charlie saying. That he doesn't want to burn people, but he will. And I wasn't sure which way that was going to jump. But seeing that gives me a little bit of relief. And I'll text back. Noted. Thank you. Rory, Paul,
0: you're watching your phone, watching the map as it's taking you back home. And then your phone bricks. It shuts off. And the final image you see is a green triangle on your phone.
2: I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan.
3: I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph
1: Newman, and for the last time, I'm Rory. I'm Dan Voschkevich the Handler.
0: Our story is based on the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons. Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznakar, Heather Nay, nee, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Baum Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny... Lady Bedivere, Sherrick Manning, Andrea of the Burbs, Red Dead Coquette, Blartimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, and the entity known as George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Our intro and outro music this season is Three Ravens by Ed Randazzo and Brett Alexander. You can find more amazing music by them at www.edrandazomusic.com and www.bretalexanderonline.com. Join us next week when reality melts around the pressures from beyond and entities with unspeakable names and burrowing thoughts dream at us. They wait for that moment to devour our puny, insignificant lives and replace us with drones and clones to control the rest of humanity.